with your powers combined, we are fan holes. Go, go, go fan holes. Can't believe there's a chat room big enough to hold all of our present bodies. Wow. <laughs> of all the things I missed about the show, I miss Tony being wrong always. We've already got a me. We don't need another me. <laughs> oh boy, of the sheer episode. <laughs> <laughs> Ah yes, Derek. Lover of lobster women, defender of Starfire's fidelity. I just want to know who is the consultant? Who could he be? <laughs> no! I have no heart! <laughs> Nobody can relate to a, a talking cat that eats lasagna. I'll okay. do it, but I want to be immediately killed afterwards. <laughs> Derek, in your Derek lair, do you have a list of that tells you, like, how to take down the other fan holes should we, like, go crazy. How does my stupid voice sound? You sound beautiful. Like ten times sexier. Good job. No one gets us, because we don't explain it. Hey, guys! Welcome back to another Shakespearean-rific, baldtastic episode of Fan Holes podcast hey what's up guys this is derek derek wc i'm going to be one of your vaping hosts tonight and i am not alone in my 23rd century trailer park i've got two count them two of my fellow fan holes here with me so why don't you give a shout out and let everybody know who's here tonight don't you tell me what to do it's mike and this is justin so yeah, in case you haven't figured it out by those cryptic hints, we are here to discuss the television series Star Trek Picard that's on CBS All Access. It has recently wrapped up as of, what, a, a week ago, I think? And and we're getting together to discuss all ten, count them, ten episodes of Picard. And this this was talked about, I feel like, for a really long time, like like... It seemed like that was always in the, you know, the Star Trek newsosphere, all the news bites, you know, there were there was talk about this show and everything. And so I I, I think there was some significant amount of anticipation for it. You know, I, I think, as I've frequently said, when I felt Star Trek was at the zenith of its popularity, especially the next generation, you know, was was kind of when. Star Trek Generations came out and Star Trek was on the cover of Time magazine and all that kind of stuff. You had all these people who were not strictly speaking Star Trek fans that that there there was this zeitgeist where, you know, Joe Public got into watching Star Trek The Next Generation. So it was it was popular with more than just the hardcore fan base and everything. So I would be willing to say that. You know, I would imagine, like, I, I consider myself part of the hardcore fan base, so I had significant interest in the news articles, and then when this show was released, like, how how did I like it, how did I not? But, you know, I know I know my dad watched it, I know there were other people that were watching it, and I think now, because of, of current events, you know, a lot of those episodes are now easily, you know, free streaming on CBS All Access and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm sure a lot of people, whether they had the anticipation for it or not, checked out Star Trek Picard. I guess before I get into too much detail, I guess maybe maybe we should just go around and kind of give like non-spoilery overall reactions to Picard. Like, what did you guys think of Picard? This is going to sound weird, but... I think I enjoyed watching it, but I didn't like it. 
Okay. Like, I don't know how else to put it. Like, I think, like, you know, I'm not as big of a Star Trek fan as you guys, but, I mean, if if you're going to say what corner of the Star Trek universe I'm most familiar with, it's the next generation. So, I mean, I think, like, the nostalgia hooks, like, like you know, feels gut to me, but I, I like, when I thought about things and, you know, how they tied back to the next generation stuff, like, it didn't sit well with me. Okay. Okay. And then what about you, Justin? I like what Mike said, because when we decided to discuss this series, like I've been rolling it back and forth in my head, like all week. I'm like, what am I going to say about this? And how, how, how do I truly feel about it? You know, cause I'm a huge Star Trek fan and ultimately, like, I feel like as a series, Picard was a puzzle and each episode was a piece of that puzzle. But when you finished all 10 episodes, like there were a lot of pieces left out. Like that's how I feel about it. And then like reading some after series interviews and uh, stuff like that from the showrunner, Michael Shaban, like, I don't know. A lot of stuff he said, like kind of put me off because there was one interview where he was talking about like, it's like, Oh dude, bro, check out all the Easter eggs we put in here. We mentioned the, the Zinthi and all this other stuff. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's cool and all. I, I get that you you like and appreciate Star Trek, or at the very least, you've read a Wikipedia entry or something. But I don't I don't feel that they were really into Star Trek because this dude, like, he's the showrunner, and now he's just like he's left. He's gonna do his own his own TV show for Netflix or Amazon or something. So he's just like, oh, this is over. Like later, bro. Like I'll I'll stick around and get an executive producer credit for next season. But you know, like I'm out 5,000 and he's moved on to something else. So like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I feel like, I don't know. I, I think I liked it better than the first season of discovery. Like discovery was pretty bumpy. You know, we just, we discussed that on this show too. I feel like it was better towards the end of season one. Like it got, I thought, I thought it improved a lot. I think the opposite happened with Picard. Like, I feel like I was, pretty into those first few episodes and then the further it got along the more i was starting to like wonder where is this going because there was like various different plot lines like the romulan stuff the borg stuff uh you know picard is the through line that's going to unite all these various plot points and uh it's supposed to like i guess come together and culminate in the finale but i feel like it never really connected like i feel like those connections were made of like i don't know spider webs or something and they just kind of like collapsed under the weight of the different plot points because some stuff i feel like didn't go anywhere like all that borg stuff like did what exactly did all that accomplish it's like oh uh, if you're old like me and derek you remember hugh you remember hugh right i'm like yeah i, I remember Hugh. like i borg is a great episode well he's back and he, he's on the artifact and the artifact is a Borg cube. Okay, cool. Where's this going? Uh, it's not going anywhere because we're going to kill him. And then um, that's it. There's not going to be any more Borgs. And you're like, oh, okay, well, I, I remember the Borg used to be a big deal in, in TNG and, and Voyager. And then they just didn't. I don't know. I, I feel like the Borg were just there to be like, hey, remember the Borg? What do you do? Here they are. And then it's like, oh, let's do some spy shit and have like, you know, chicks bang Romulan duty head and stuff. 
I don't know. I feel like I'm <laughs> rambling and getting into no. like spoilery stuff now, but Damn, no, that's 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 fine. I mean, it's it's fine. You know, you remember how I told you guys like I had that friend that I went to go see like Star Trek 09 with. Yeah. And like coming coming out of that, I was kind of like, oh, I think that was pretty good. Like, what do you think? And he kind of was like, oh, man, that was terrible. Like, and I was kind of <laughs> like and I couldn't really see his point of view then because I wasn't too familiar with the original series. But I'm very familiar with the next generation. So now I kind of like, you know, I, I think I'm simpatico with him, his viewpoint for that movie with this series almost where I'm I'm kind of like. I don't know. I have a more personal connection to the next generation so I can, you know, be more easily offended when I think it's been, you know, maybe not done dirty, but like mishandled a little. Like the, the, that last episode, I feel like there were so many loose ends and stuff thrown in at the last minute and then he just ended. And I like, I don't get that because this isn't something that's like syndicated or on a network. Like it's streaming. It can be, a 42 minute show like it could be an hour or an hour and a half it's like you know whatever they can budget right so like they said that they filmed stuff and just cut it out because like you know like the romulan duty head like what happened to him like he helps them get into you know base where dr soon is and then like that's it for him like he's gone they forget all about him and then like all the stuff with the xbs like the board cube lands on their little planet and you're like well what happened to all these guys because did did his like creepy incestuous like Cersei sister like did she kill all of the XBs? Are there some left? Like are they gonna stay with um Doctor Soon on this on his little colony? Which Doctor Soon is another thing. It's like, um, hey man, like we were hanging out with Data for seven years and four movies. He never mentioned like his creator, like had a son, like <laughs> Laura never mentioned it. Uh, his robot mom never mentioned it when she showed up in the last yeah. season. Like, you think someone would have been like, "Oh, dude, like, you know, like Doctor Soon had a son, and he's like the black sheep, and he's out like living in exile I thought, or something." Like, I could be misremembering, but I thought the whole point of Soon making Data and Lore was that him and his wife didn't have kids. Like, I could have yeah. sworn that was like said at some point. Yeah, there's lots of there's. <laughs> I, I guess to to bring it back a little bit, just just and this this is fine. We can talk about wherever we want to go. I don't care that you're talking about stuff that's all over the place because I had no no super game plan for this. But just just to get into my own generalized thoughts, I think I was anticipating this show. I think I had a lot of concerns when I heard lots of interviews and and news articles where the cast and the crew and the writers and producers and everybody kind of hit on the head that this was not going to be a utopian Gene Roddenberry vision of the future. Uh, that's just the nicest way I can put it, that it was going to be something that was that was very that, that they they really wanted to tap into a a modern sense of social commentary within the veneer of science fiction. And I don't see anything wrong with that per se in, in science fiction, but I just thought it was an odd place for the next generation. And that, that timeline, that 23rd century star Trek to, you know, an odd direction for them to go in when, you know, at least, you know, I mean, 
you know, I get it. There are other alien races, and you can explore those ideas with those races or those species, you know, when they're, when they're outside of the Federation, right? Because, you know, they, they can, you know, fly the ship there, and they can encounter these social issues, and then you can have your, your commentary on it and, and move on. But it seems like a lot of the issues they wanted to deal with were for the sake of the the drama of the series. And and so, especially the way they worded it in the interviews, I had some concerns about it. I think when I saw the initial episode, I wasn't quite as concerned because I think my attitude about it was it was interpretable enough that it didn't really matter, you know, what side of the aisle you were on or, or what you thought about things. To, to me, I thought, you know, a slimy news host who is basically pulling a, a fast one on the guest, that to me is universal, right? It doesn't really matter. I mean, some people see a Fox News reporter and, you know, somebody like me, I see Michael Moore ambushing Charlton Heston. You know, to me, an ambush is an ambush. And the person who ambushes is the douchebag. So... For me, the the initial episode, I kind of went, you know what, I, you know, maybe I'm being too hard on it. You know, may, maybe they'll be able to deal with their, you know, dramatic and social issues and, and have that infused into science fiction. And it'll be kind of a commentary on it, but it's not out to, you know, point fingers or anything. It's actually what Star Trek was designed to do, kind of let you explore the issue, make you think about it, make you pontificate. And, you know, maybe you come to a new conclusion or a you know, a different conclusion about things or, or it sort of gives you something to aspire to. As the series progressed, I guess I, I felt like it, I, the only reason why I compare it to the Mandalorian is I noticed a lot of people, especially like, I think in the fourth episode, the one that uh, Ron Howard's daughter directed, I, I started noticing this surge on Facebook of people going, well, that, that episode wasn't so great, even though, Tons of people had kind of extolled the praises of the Mandalorian up to that point. And I kind of went weird. Like, what's all this social media blowback for this this media darling all of a sudden? Like, like, where is this coming from? And to me, I I don't know, I, I, I kind of ignored it. And I, for the most part, continued to enjoy the Mandalorian for for all the episodes that I watched it. And I almost feel like that happened to me with Picard. But I was. I was the party that was like, well, this episode's not so great. And then the next episode came after the fourth episode. And I was like, well, you know, and I, I think what it was for me was I, I liked the episode that, you know, and I'll, I'll go into a little detail here, but I liked the episode with Seven of Nine. I was really looking forward to her coming back. I was happy to see her. I think I have mixed feelings about the episode in general, but the one thing I do like, which I'm sure not everybody likes, because I, I know I talked to some Star Trek fans and I they were upset, I think, from the beginning, you know, like where it was like it, for me, I was willing to kind of go along with the premise of the show a little bit and kind of go, well, it's not Gene Roddenberry's Federation. It got you know, there was some corruption involved, like it changed a little bit. I'll go along with the premise of of the story. But to to some fans, they were just kind of like, that's not. That's not Star Trek. That's not the Federation. Like that, to, to them, it's abhorrent because though those dramatic changes, those those 
dramatic uh, assumptions, you know, like to them, that would never happen. I, I, I guess it's kind of like and, and, you know, again, you know, there, there's people that, you know, get polarized and divided about all kinds of things. But I mean, I imagine it's kind of like those people who, you know, lost their shit during Man of Steel when he snaps Zod's neck, you know, like it's like there's some people that understand the dramatic narrative and what it means and why, you know, Superman did what he did in that moment. And there's other people that want to, you know, just go back to Superman would never do that. That destroys the entire idea of it. Blah, 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 blah. And there's that contingent, I think, of Star Trek fans that really believe in the ideal person uh, uh the the ideal aspiration that humanity can achieve and and i think the the, the more it gets muddied up i mean i i think that's why even though i love deep space nine i i think there's that contingent of fans that you know the, the more muddy the waters got on that series you know especially within the federation and not within say bajor or Ferenginar or the the uh the dominion or, or whatever, right? Like the more the muddy waters trickled into the Federation themselves, right? The, 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 uh, the Maquis, for example, you know, like things like that, people, people, you know, had an adverse reaction to those things, you know, in, in terms of their ideals. Right. And, and I think the same thing happens in this show. And like I said, I talked to the guys that were just like, they, they, they were watching it. And I think their attitude was like, this is good science fiction. It's just not Star Trek. And so I understood that, but I was still trying to be like a cheerleader where I was like, but dude, seven and nine came back and it was super cool. And, you know, and, and, and for me, like, again, same thing with the, you know, Superman snapping Zod's neck when seven of nine comes back and blows that stupid bitch away. And everybody in the fucking bar, I was just like, yeah, like I, I loved it. But I get that not everybody's like into that kind of shit. So so that's fine. I, I to, to some people I could get it if that was like your breaking point. But for me, like I was kind of along for the ride right up to there. And then I think like after that, like I had a slow decline. And and it was just like I think for me what I realized was the only things I was really, really interested in was you know, th those kind of, I guess, you know, it's the red letter media thing. Like, like I clapped when I saw a TIE fighter type things. Like, it's like, it's like I clapped when I saw seven of nine. I guess you're supposed to clap the whole show because Picard's there, but I don't know if I did the whole time, but, but I guess maybe when you see elements of Picard that remind you of Picard from the next generation, maybe you clap. The more I, deeper I got into it, the more it was like, well, we've got a clap moment for you, but then you started doing the confused dog head because you're like, well, wait a minute. Like, you kind of fucked that up. You know, like, like it's one thing to include, like Justin was saying, like, like fanboy nods and, and things like that. But like, like for me, like, like he already mentioned that, you know, oh, Song had a son. What a surprise. And I mean, you know, you, you can kind of almost forgive that because it's like, oh, we want Brent Spiner to like act in this thing and not be like, you know, CGI, youngified, have that event horizon thing where he's supposed to still look like, you know, a young android data, like like that he looks somehow exactly like he looked 35 years ago, which is impossible. So there's always going to be that weird event horizon thing. It's why Brent Spiner wanted to get killed off because he knew that he couldn't, he couldn't maintain his, you know, he's going to get old, right? He, he can't, he can't be that same character he was at Encounter and Farpoint. Whereas, you know, in terms of if you read a comic or a, a novel or something, then it's like data can be 
data and look exactly as thin and young and youthful and vibrant and vigorant and all that stuff that he always was. For for this, it's like okay, so fine. You, you even if you forgive that, like like I know Justin didn't, and 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 we're all kind of scratching our head doing the confused dog look when that happens. But even if even if you were to go out of your way and be like, look, I get it. Like they want Brent Spiner to be able to act in something, so they created this character. Okay, fine. If you grant them that, that's fine. But like I think my my nerd point of no return was when they had. Uh, you know, sexy gold Soji, who's always licking her lips, looking like she wants to jump somebody's bones every five minutes, do the the Vulcan mind meld on, uh, you know, cutesy doctor who kills people in their sleep, right? <laughs> and vomits fucking red velvet cake or whatever. And so I'm, I'm just kind of like sitting there going, okay, like, how, what? Like, she's not a Vulcan. Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. Like, like, you can't, I don't know. Like, like, it's just kind of like, I, I don't know that like like a lot of those things like lost me where it's like you can't teach yourself to do something that's like a biological imperative of a species like that doesn't make it's not like it's not like Vulcans went around like Bruce Lee teaching, uh you know, quote unquote foreigners, you know martial arts right it's not like that it's not like you can you can train somebody to do a Vulcan mind meld like that. That's something that was exclusively the purview of the Vulcans and and maybe arguably because they have ancestry that goes back far enough. Like maybe, you know, you could argue that that the Romulans could have done something similar or akin to that. But outside of that, I don't I don't see where you have any ground to stand. And that's me being like Star Trek uber nerd. But I felt like more and more there were moments like that in terms of the I clapped. So once the I clapped stuff went away all I was left with was this cast of characters that I could care less about. I mean, I'd sit there and watch the dramatic interactions between Rios and um, what, what is her name? The, the lady, the scientist, the Oh, Dr. Girardi, Dr. Girardi. Like I'd see those interactions and, you know, and then you'd see Raffi doing her thing. Like she, she has this whole moment where she, she tries to visit her son and her son doesn't want anything to do with her. And the son's there with the, I guess he's married to a Romulan and they're having a baby and there's all this drama and, you know, it's all this, like, you never loved me, mom. And, and, and you, you were so obsessed with this conspiracy thing, but she's like, but I'm vindicated because there is a conspiracy. Oh, you're still crazy, mom. I don't want anything to do with you. Don't touch my baby. Go fuck off. Go go back to your trailer park, which doesn't make any sense. And go back and vape, which doesn't make any sense. And, you know, like all this other stuff. Right. So and I have to admit, like the majority of this new cast with maybe the exception of uh, Picard's little Romulan kid buddy who grows up to be super badass ninja or whatever they say on Red Letter Media. Like, maybe with the exception of him, I think I could give no fucks about almost this entire cast. And it's like, it's like, the, the, it's like if, if Seven of Nine didn't quote-unquote join the cast at the end of this, like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I just, anyway, that that's probably too much detail for an overview, but, but, I mean, I, I think my overview was, you know, I, I started in trying to come to it with as open as, uh, uh, you know, it, you know, with as much anticipation as I could muster. And 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 I was kind of trying to cheerlead a little bit, even within the context of a lot of other Star Trek fans who rejected it at the outset. But I gave up like 
I, I, I could not continue to cheerlead it. I mean, I know there's some people who love it. They love all the exploration of things and, and they find it really interesting. I, I, I don't know that I did like, like I said, I think, I think most, uh, most of my positives would be for maybe the first couple episodes, you know, like, like I, I, I thought the intrigue with, before we knew exactly what was going on with the, Jadvash, like I, I thought the intrigue leading up to it was kind of interesting. I, I think, you know, Picard going to the little, you know, Romulan nunnery where they're all warrior nuns or whatever. And, and kind of, even though it's, it's pretty well established, Picard doesn't like kids, but, but, you know, who knows? Like he, like he could have changed. He could have, you know, opened up within the last, you know, 20 years or whatever it was. Right. So uh, I'm okay. I'm okay with that. Like, I don't know, I don't man. Know. Like, uh, he he barely tolerated Wesley Crusher, and that's like the son of his best friend who died. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I mean, I mean, he eventually like kind of took him under his wing, and you know, get made him acting ensign and stuff. But like, if you go back and watch those first few seasons, the first two seasons, he's like, "What the hell is he doing on my bridge? Get off of here!" And he's just kind of like, he 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 has no patience for kids. Like, either I don't know. I mean, it's a weird thing to think about. Like, where did he learn this patience in this 20-year time gap? And he, like, decided to take Eleanor under his wing and read Three Musketeers for him. I'm like, that's not a card. I almost have the opposite problem. Because I feel like like when Riker's kind of like, like, you've never, like, dealt with, like, raising a teenager before. Like, I I was kind of thinking of, like, the inner light and stuff, and I was kind of like, wait, I thought Picard remembered that whole life there. I thought that was the whole point of that episode. And he had kids there. Like, I thought he he learned how to be a father in that episode. Mm. And I I don't know, like, maybe maybe you can fudge that, but I I was kind of like, maybe... I, I think that's an excellent point. Yeah, you it know, is. like like I don't I don't think it's anything that that we brought up, and I I think it is a good point. But like because... that that kind of illustrates to me like you you've got all this fan service, but you fail to like like you remember like the inner light. I would say is probably like even to casual Star Trek like fans like one of the most famous episodes of the Next Generation, and from probably one of the best episodes. And like failing to address it, I guess it seems like a major like like tripping like point for me well you you know to to me i i you know and this this will come back to red letter media again but i i feel fucking vindicated because i i i like because to me like what they put in one of their videos about the whole you know rogue borg thing you know the 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 two-parter with hugh and all that other stuff like i feel vindicated because they point out that when he first goes into that Borg cube in Picard and loses his goddamn mind and has all these post-traumatic stress flashbacks because he's in the Borg cube. And then they show you the clips of him just merrily walking along in the Borg cube when they're going to see the the rogue Borg or whatever, like it's no big shit. Like, that's my vindication of, see, like, even First Contact fucked that up. You know what I mean? Because to, to me... You know, I know we've had the the discussion about this and the arguments about that, where it's like, oh, is he really recovered? Is he not? You know, like what exactly happened? And to me, I, I always felt like with the inner light or not the inner light, the 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 what is it? I Hugh or whatever. I Borg, you know, like with that episode and then and then furthermore with that two parter with uh, lore leading those wackadoo Borgs. I do think to me, I had always took it as 
Picard made his goddamn peace with that shit. Like, and he was a better person for it. And then the minute they do the shit in first contact where he loses his goddamn mind, like that, that again is like, they, they constantly point to, well, they must've seen the fucking movies. Cause that's what they remember from this, where he's running around being short of breath on the, the Borg ship freaking the fuck out. And I'm just kind of like, you know, like, I'm, I don't know. Like, like those, those, that kind of stuff. I'm like, I, I, I had it with that kind of stuff. I, I think it's funny. You, you mentioned the showrunner, right? And I was like, that's the same Michael Chabon that's got a bunch of cred for doing Cavalier and Clay and all this other yes. kind of stuff. So, like, you'd think, you'd think that would give you, like, the warm and fuzzies, right? And then the, the thing that the Red Letter Media guys point out is, well, the guy doing most of the, the screenwriting is Kurtzman, right? And so you, you could argue, it, you might even be able to argue it's the the Kurtzman who did like Into Darkness, which everybody hates so fucking much, right? Like like it's that Kurtzman that's that's writing this, and you're like Jesus Christ, like for real, you know? Like it, it that's that's the writing caliber that's attached to the, and I'm sure to them it's like, oh, this is this guy's great, he's the most wonderful guy ever, or whatever, right? Because you could argue like, did you did you like you know, these, these films and movies and, and all this other stuff. And it's like, you know, okay, well he, you know, he wrote Transformers, you know, the, the movie I've never seen. Right. Like, you know, and it's like the, 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 the only thing in his repertoire that, that I see that, that I thought was kind of enjoyable was the, the original reboot Star Trek, right? But how much of that was Roberto Orkey and how much of that was Kurtzman and all this other stuff. and, I guess the other thing he, too is, yeah. He uh, just to interrupt. He does have a whiff of like Jeff Loeb hackish hackishness yeah. to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, you go down the list of movies, and they're all movies that pretty much make you vomit, except for one or two. I mean, I'm sitting here going, okay, The Legend of Zorro is not a bad movie. Okay, if he did do script polish on Watchmen, I'm not going to say Watchmen's a bad movie. I'm not going to say Star Trek: The Reboot is a bad movie, but all the Bay the Bay Transformers movies into darkness. I'm sure a bunch of people would yell and scream about that. You know, Amazing Spider-Man 2. I mean, there there were things about that movie that I liked, but then his name is stamped all over it, right? And He's... the the I guess the the only other thing that really rubbed me the wrong way, I think, in the initial episodes, and and I had to, I mean, I had to really struggle and and sort of eat a shit sandwich with it was if you guys have listened to this show you've listened to the episode where we talked about the the 09 reboot movie and and how we, it gave us the warm and fuzzies when we read the the idw you know countdown miniseries or whatever it was and the fact that you had data there as the fucking captain and he was alive and they recovered his memories from before and you know, whatever it is, it, you know, to, to me, it's the same sour grapes as like seeing Newton Hicks get killed in Alien 3 and coming into this. Like, that's that's the overall tone I was fighting the whole time was like that Alien 3 tone of like, oh, Data did die. Data's been dead for 25 years. That cool miniseries you read that tied into the 09 reboot movie. Oh, that was a bunch of horse shit. Fuck you. You're dumb. You know, and 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 I know nobody's supposed to be, you know, they're going, oh, you can't have these big studio guys adhere to a 
fucking hackneyed comic from IDW that was written 10 years ago. Okay, fine. But you know what? I can still feel bad about it. I can still be like, you know what? This does now this officially does not give me the warm and fuzzies. They, they don't care about certain things that I care about. And if that's selfish, you know what? Fuck you. You know what I mean? Like, I, it, it's, it's one of those things where, like, that didn't give me the warm and fuzzies. And I tried. I really did. I tried to enjoy it. You know, I, I, I you know, to me, there's there's a couple moments where I liked outside of Seven of Nine, like blowing away all those people. I, I liked when when uh, what's his name? Eleanor? Eleanor. When, Elnor, when 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 he I, I, I did really like that moment where he finds um, he finds seven after the Borg cube crashes and all this. And he's like, are you going to assimilate me and all this shit? And and then he gives her the hug and all that stuff. Like, I, I, I thought that was pretty good. Like, I like that. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I was just thinking of like you said his name was Eleanor. Like, so I was thinking of like Eleanor Roosevelt or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the characters, like all the new characters and I don't like this will sound it's cliche to say this, but they're all so cliche like like I, I like, and I mean, there are no new ideas and stuff, but it's like every single member of Picard's crew has like a dark past or a dark secret. And like they all I feel like it all comes out, out of nowhere. Like like when you introduce like the cast of a TV show, you like usually you kind of te- and I know like Picard's only 10 episodes, but you usually like kind of tease out their like, you know, their deal or their baggage as Picard puts it later on, like over the course of the season. But I feel like all their baggage was like already there, like where it's like, you know, it's like, oh, it's Raffi. Like she used to work with Picard, but now she's all mad at him because he's like, you know, I don't know. She's living out in the, you know, boonies or something. And like this, I don't know. I don't know where she was. She was like in the middle of nowhere. Like, well, she was they were shooting in that stupid same desert that they shot arena in i think oh yeah like, yeah uh-huh so she she's out in the middle of nowhere she's got a grudge against picard you know rios has a dark secret where you know he's he's like you know he he was dedicated to some like picard like captain and that guy like ended up having like sort of betray not betraying him but like at least betraying their ideals and he had to cover up for him and then you know it's like elnor has is kind of not not that he got his toe stubbed but it's just kind of like like picard you left me like yeah but i forgive you but blah still like i I don't know like it's all 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 their motivations were extremely i don't want to say shallow but like transparent i guess i mean i mean i i was waiting for the payoff of why it had to be these specific people that all came together and i mean i get that the doctor worked with what is it maddox or whatever and i get that rios working with that captain and encountering the 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 synth that looked like soji like that sort of you know solidified things for picard and stuff but i mean it just i don't know like i i I still feel like if you it's one of those things it's not a changa piece you know what i mean like like or it's a changa piece where you know what you could remove like three or four or five of these guys and you'd be like you know what you'd be fine like it'd be fine like it's not a huge deal i i feel like it should have been you know what i mean like like yeah, like if if you if you if you removed one of these characters and they weren't there to do a certain whatchamacallit thing, then the whole thing should have fallen apart, and that's why it's important that all these people are there. And I 
I mean, it's it's almost like that. It, it's weird to say, but like th- to me, the thing I've always praised the '09 movie for is it found something essential for the entire cast to do, and they all played a role in the the ultimate resolution of the conflict. But it, it's almost like it, it suffers from like the same thing to me that that attack of the clone suffers for with with data's son like data's son's like spinny ass sonic yoda coming in at the end and being like hey i'm part of this puzzle too and doing a bunch of stupid shit and 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 we haven't even gotten to the 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 it's more that what justin likes to call game of thrones bullshit like instead of Klingon rape and and Klingon fucking bumpy sexy whatever's going on with the uh, discovery. Now it's the weirdo Romulan, uh, you know, incest brother and sister or whatever with the guy from uh, Penny Dreadful being the the Romulan guy. Who, by the way, I I first I thought he was Reek from Game of Thrones until until you mentioned that he was the guy from Penny Dreadful. But I knew he looked familiar to me, but. But I didn't. I didn't quite make <laughs> that leap until Justin mentioned it. It's kind of like one of those, like, like it, it's funny, like one of those, like Michael Bay hack things to like throw something in that was like recently in the zeitgeist or whatever, where it's like the kids they love the incest from the Game of Thrones, <laughs> like throw that in. Like, can we talk about something that's a bee in my bonnet? Like, yes, all the f bombs dropped in this mm. series. Like, I this is a this is a bee in my bonnet. And I get it from a production point of view because, you know, Star Trek was always on television where you can't drop F-bombs. But even when they did feature films, they avoided this. You know, they had Double Dumbass on You and they just said shit, but they never they never dropped it. But then, you know, here comes Discovery. We're online. We can do whatever we want. Here's some Klingon titties and we're going to say fuck a bunch of times. Like, I don't know. I It just seems like it's... I feel like it's not very classy. Like it just feels real. If I feel like they just kind of like shoveled a bunch of dirt on Star Trek and made it like dirty and kind of scuzzy. Like I don't see the point of adding it in there. It just, I don't know. It just, I feel like it dumbs it down. And I know some people are going to be like, oh, well, actually, like swearing is like, you're really smart if you swear a lot. Like, I don't know if I buy that. Um, it just kind of comes across as lazy to me. Like, I don't really see the point of having, like, Dr. Girardi drop a bunch of F-bombs. Like, and they say it, like, once or twice almost every episode, I think. You know, Mike did the – Mike shared that video with us of, like, almost every, like, swear word in Star Trek. And most of them were from, like, Discovery and Picard. And I was just like, uh, eh. Your use of language has altered since our arrival. Is currently laced with, shall I say, more colorful metaphors. Sheer fucking hubris. Shut the fuck up. That language is unbecoming of a man of science. Well, when 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 that admiral was like swearing at Picard, where she was like, you know, the fucking hubris of you. I feel like Picard should have been like, well, double fuck on you. <laughs> <laughs> I know I I totally get what you're saying Justin like and it it feels like unnecessary like they mm-hmm. like they knew the moment wasn't going to be impactful enough just for what was happening so they had to like 
you know, use use a cheap way to like try and like make it more impactful. Like, you know, when when you, like even like when Gerardi in the last episode where she's like, "I'm not their fucking mother, asshole," or whatever. I'm like, uh, uh like I, I know you were trying to sound like all threatening and defiant, you, but you, it just, you know what you know what it reminds me of? It's it's like it's like Spawn HBO, like the animated Spawn HBO, where it's not. It's not adult because, like, it's it's clever or groundbreaking or anything. It's adult because it's adolescent. It's like it's it, it's just like, dude, beam me the fuck up. You know, it's like everybody's like, oh, that's so cool. Did you hear what he just said? He said, beam me the fuck up. You know, like, and it's kind of like. No, it's not. It's not cool. You know, it's like I don't I don't I don't understand. It's like it's like Spock comes out. He's like he's like live long and fucking prosper, you know, and you're just kind of like, that's so badass, Spock. He just told them to live long and fucking prosper. Whoa, you know, and it it uh, I, you know, normally I don't really give a shit about cursing one way or the other, but like. I think that's something about like that whole utopian thing. Like, like, can you imagine like, cause for me, like, think about it this way. I like to curse, right? When, when stuff fucking pisses me off, I fucking curse. But can you imagine if you were in like the 23rd century and things were so awesome that you never felt the need to go, ah, fuck. Like, like that would never come up. And you know why? Cause it was fucking awesome. You know, like, like, and, and so like, <laughs> I, 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 I sort of get it, and it's like, that's, I, I think that's why it's that inherent problem that, that people had from the get-go, like, where they're like, this is okay or good as science fiction, but it's not, it's not really Star Trek, you know? Yeah. It, like, it would be like if they, like, next season, okay, imagine if they bring back Cisco for some scene where he's, like, fighting the Jim Hadar. And like he, all he says is like, "Blam murdered you." You would be like, "What is this? Like that's not Cisco. <laughs> like, like that's a totally like out of character like modernism that they just shoved in there to like get some laughs or or, or whatever to get a reaction." You're just like, "That's that's not Cisco. Like he's not like that." He's just like, "We're gonna <laughs> fuck up some parades. Like <laughs> we are going to fuck up some parades, zibidi doo babwa." <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I, I agree though, Justin. Like it, it, it seemed very out of place, and like even I don't even when, like I said, even when they were trying to like I don't know, like at a point on a moment or something, it just didn't land like correctly. I guess what? Yeah, I mean, yeah, like you know when Picard was like trying to get Admiral Cunface to like send reinforcements, and he's like explaining, and she's like, Picard, shut the fuck up, and I was just like. What is it with this woman? Like, what? I don't, I don't get it. It just didn't add anything to the moment. Like, she could have said anything else to like get his attention and stop him from talking, but because it's like modern and it, they want to make it edgy and stuff, like she has to like drop f bombs. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Sorry, I had to fucking ruin it. Yeah, you know what's funny? Like, like, okay. We're in the modern worlds or whatever we're in. Think of it this way: like, like we're we're all on a podcast, right? This is not a professional setting, right? We're all friends. It doesn't matter 
if I, I'm like, Justin, shut the fuck up. And then we all <laughs> laugh or whatever and have a giggle and it's no big deal. Right. But, but think about this, like you're in a professional setting. Can you imagine if somebody like in, in the middle of like your, like, just imagine anyone who's listening and, and, and amongst ourselves, can you imagine if, if you were at work, Mike, and you were like, you turned to, to somebody who, who was either beneath you, you know, like, like not, rank or whatever is you not the same position as you or somebody that was your your supervisor right can you imagine if you just turned to them and went shut the fuck up like you would one you would be brought into hr two they would start collecting stuff on you so that they could fire you legally and then they invent some shit and then fire you right like this doesn't even have tw- 21st century like law and morals and whatever like like it's such a it's for dramatic purposes of the story they're trying to quote unquote tell right like they had to wipe away all of that so they could have a moment where somebody is like dude spock went live long and fucking prosper bro so wicked you know and you're just like Mm, I don't, Sorry, you know. Derek. When earlier, when you were like, "Oh, like I had an image of like Chekhov and Sulu doing the Mordecai and Rigby thing," <laughs> in the background. Like, oh, oh, Jesus! It's um, like, it's like the carbon unit. What the fuck is your problem? Give us the info, fucking mission. You know, it's like what? <laughs> Get it, dude. Derek, how do you feel about them killing off Ichab? Because like. I mean, I'm like I'm not a huge fan of Voyager. I'm I can't say I'm a, like a big fan of that character, but like that really rubbed me the wrong way. Okay, uh, this is how I like this is interesting because because th- this has a lot of weird layers to it that I was not familiar with. But how did I feel about it initially? Was okay. That was fucking grisly. First of all, I mean, it was like it was like saw level grizzly. Like you talk about things that are not normally in Star Trek and tones that are not normally in Star Trek, like things that are not fucking in Star Trek, like fucking right. Saw level violence, like 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 this this kind of torture porn is fine in Hostel, right? Like you might even enjoy Hostel, right? Like not not that you enjoy torture porn, but to me like I think I went to Hostel, saw all this horrible stuff perpetrated on somebody, and then when the the protagonist like is like, "All right, motherfucker, time to turn the tables." And they they screw up the the bad guy torturing everybody, and then you get this sense of, you know, it's like a Shakespearean revenge play, right? Or or an Elizabethan revenge tragedy. It's like you 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 see all this horrible shit perpetrated on somebody just to have that cathartic moment where they like stab the motherfucker in the eye and you're like, yeah, like that's that's what you want to see, right? And that's what needed to happen to galvanize Seven of Nine in that episode. It was needed, but I find it interesting that the people that well, I, I let me see. I don't know exactly how to phrase this, but the but let, let's put it this way: the way it was written, compared to certain groups' outrage over the gender, like if there was a gender swap, right? It's fine for Seven of Nine to be galvanized by Echeb's death, but Echeb being refrigerated, we'll say, is just as bad as a female character being refrigerated. Like there probably should be no difference, right? Echeb 
gets killed so that Seven of Nine can have a emotional moment and that she can then be, you know, galvanized to go out and wreak vengeance on the person who basically tortured and killed Icheb, right? If you were a fan of Star Trek Voyager and you remembered those kids, you probably would have been super upset about it, right? Like, this is this is probably equivalent to, like, you know, some of the... And, and some people might be like, oh, boy, that'd be great. But, I mean, to me, it's like the equivalent of taking any kind of cutesy sidekick, any kind of child character, you know, it, it'd be taking Marvin and Wendy from the Wonder Twins and 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 you know murdering them like they did in Teen Titans, right? Like like or crippling Wendy, right? Like so they murdered Marvin and crippled Wendy. Oh, isn't that badass? Because they were so annoying. And it's like some people might be like, yeah, they were annoying. They deserved it, right? But then some people might be like, I remember Marvin and Wendy fondly. I grew up with the Super Friends. Like, why did you do that? Like that's that's kind of awful, right? I, I think I'm somewhere in between. Like I. I don't have a lot of strong love for Voyager, but those those kids that were reclaimed from the Borg, I mean, they mean something a little different, right? Like they're they're like Picard and Seven of Nine, like they they were survivors of something that was an atrocity, and it it'd be like if a little kid that survived the Holocaust got thrown into like Saw and got torture porned, and you're like. Man, like they 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 survived the fucking Holocaust, but some asshole who's a little because uh, uh, I've never seen any of the Saw movies, but some asshole who's a little puppet or whatever the fuck his name is is the thing that does them in. Like, and you're like sitting there going, "Man, doesn't that like wound you to the quick? Like, wound you to the gut? No matter who you are, even me, I get I get the thematic point of it. I get that that." Someone had to be wronged, you know, someone had to die, and, and it had to be somebody important to Seven of Nine to have that take place so that she could go in and just blow away all those people at the end. Like, I understand that technically, but even that I understand that technically, I still had the moment where I was watching that scene, and when they pluck out his fucking eye and all that stuff, I was just like, man, that is fucking grisly. As far as, you know their comeuppance for it. I mean, I, I will say at least for that, it was, it was earned. You know what I mean? Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, like, and in some sense that, that shows some of the shortcomings too, because you'd think if you were really going with like classic next generation Picard and, and the, the ideals of the, you know, the Roddenberry Utopian Federation, that that he'd be able to do some kind of speechifying diplomatic wizardry that would actually talk her out of it. But you know what? There, there's no talking anybody out of that. It was a done fucking deal, you know? And, and to a lot of people, that's not Star Trek either, so I could get why that doesn't quite work for him. The other thing that's weird about it is, like... There, I don't know, I didn't know about this till I was watching the Red Letter Media video, but, like, there's that weird aspect where, like, I'm, I'm trying to remember the specifics, but it's like the the guy who played Icheb made some comments politically that did not align with, like, the showrunners and other people, and, and they just basically... Like, not only was it an excommunication, like, saying, like, not only will we not hire you because 
of what you have voiced and said, but we will also take a perverse schadenfreude in murdering and torturing your character so that you can never be hired again. Like, like they, it's like they blackballed this actor on fucking film. Like, that, that's how I took it, at any rate, which I think is really petty and weird. I mean, I don't know what the fuck was said and all this other stuff. I'm sure somebody would read what he said and go, oh, he fucking deserved it. But, I, you know, I don't know. It just it just seems like, to me, like there's, there's an aspect about that that I was totally oblivious to because I'm very far removed from that stuff now. And then, you know, you dig a little bit and you're like, holy shit, this is weird. You know, like this is this is like this is like a public blackballing. Do you mind if I read you something Shabon said about this? Yes, yes, please. The death of Ichib is upsetting partly because it's fairly gruesome, which I understand, but also because, you know, he's so powerless, he has no agency, he's really a victim. Which basically is what everyone would criticize if it was a woman, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Like if it was seven of nine on that table and that was done to her, like, I imagine big swaths of the fandom would be outraged. So, or, if it, like, or if it was like Naomi or something. Yeah, yeah. So, so what's? I mean, that that's the funny part, though, is then it's like it's like then to me it seems like if you really wanted to be all even Stevens, like everybody's the same, right? Then shouldn't it not matter who gets fucking refrigerated? Like, shouldn't it just be like, all right, it's the fucking Wild West. Like, if you if you're cool enough not to be refrigerated, you're not refrigerated. But I, I think what it is too is there's that aspect of who's doing the refrigerating, you know, like in terms of, 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 you know, that people will point to, Oh, well, look, it's male writers and male artists and male this and male that. And, and they're, you know, stealing the sense of agency or whatever. Well, you know, what's funny about that is I don't think, I mean, I could be wrong. I haven't looked at it completely. Let's, let's find out, but I'm trying to see, is there, I, I guess what I'm wondering is, are there any females on the the writing staff? Yes, Kirsten. Okay, yes. Kirsten yes. Bear. Okay, yes. so wrote, so okay. She also wrote like numerous Star Trek Voyager novels. Okay, okay, it's interesting. So so and and I I imagine that's where you know Seven of Nine, Rafi, and 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 the Doctor, and all these people. You know, even the the female Romulan triple spy whatever the fuck she is you know like there, there's probably a lot of her voice in that maybe i don't know but um yeah i just uh, anyway i guess i guess it depends right because because then is that is that influenced by having a, a female voice there or is it is it just to me like my my other thought was is it that you know kurtzman and shaban and all these guys can be like hey Check us out. Like, look, look at how we took the agency from a man instead of a, a fe you know, a male character instead of a female character. Like, aren't aren't we, you know, pat ourselves on the back or whatever it is? Like, I, I don't know. You know. Let me read you something else from Shaban from the same interview. Sometimes you're motivated to have things simply because it's possibly going to piss off or provoke people who seem to have missed the memo about just what exactly Star Trek is and always has been all about. Get that, but okay. <laughs> well, I guess what he, I guess what he's trying to say is Star Trek from the beginning was designed to piss people off. He'd probably point to the the, the episode that everyone knows and everyone's heard of because 
Oh, that Jimmy Kirk can kiss whoever he wants, man. Like when 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 he kissed Michelle Nichols or something. I'm sure there were tons of people pissed off and writing in letters about how that was like the end of the goddamn world when it wasn't, right? Like so so I, I imagine that's his point. Yeah. I don't I don't I don't know what else to say to that, you know. I mean I mean I essentially the point though that's interesting about Star Trek for, for that episode is that was never even a thing, right? Like, it wasn't, they didn't have an entire very special episode dedicated to the fallout from that. Like, it was just some alien made them kiss and, and they kept doing their jobs. Like, it wasn't a big deal, right? Like, that that was the thing, right? Like, I don't know. I, I almost felt like they want to, like, make up for past mistakes, maybe. I don't know, like, they're... There was a script, I think, in either season one or season two of Next Generation called Blood and Fire. And you probably know about this, Derek, but it was like it was going to be like an AIDS allegory and it was going to have like these two gay crew members. And it was never produced like they Paramount like put a stop to it. And I've, I've read up about this and it wasn't any kind of gratuity that got the episode pulled or not even you know, produced, but like apparently what set people off was there was a line where Riker was talking to some ensign and he was like, how long have you two been together? And he said that I think his reply was like, since the Academy. And like, that was the only thing in the episode that implied that they were gay and studio people got nervous and said, Oh, we can't do this. Like, you know, and, Things are a lot different in, you know, 1988, 89. So I kind of wonder if they want to try and make up for this because also well, I mean, like you, when you, when they did that Deep Space Nine episode yeah. where Judge Zia yeah. kissed her, her former wife, like I remember that. And I remember people were angry about that and yeah. like it didn't air in some areas and people wrote angry letters. Like I remember reading some of those letters in the Star Trek uh, Communicator magazine, like people – People were outraged, but that and, and that was like ninety five or ninety six yeah. or something. Yeah, and 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 to your point about do they do they want to uh, quote unquote make up for past mistakes? I mean, we we saw the the recent Deep Space Nine documentary. I mean, that was yeah. frequently brought up where they said, you know, you, you had Iris Stephen Bear saying, you know what, I, he was chastising himself like I didn't do enough, and a bunch of people were like, dude, you did. You did what you could, like you did, you know, everything you could do. And he kept saying, no, no, I didn't, I didn't do enough. I didn't do enough. I didn't do enough. So, I mean, that, that, that seems like, I mean, that, that would not surprise me if that was a primary motivating factor that, that, you know, they, they wanted to, you know, quote unquote, make up for, for past mistakes. So are you guys looking forward to season two or are you just, I was hoping, like, you know, people people seem to have nicer things to say about Discovery Season 2. So I was hoping, yeah, maybe, like, the same could be, like, could happen for Picard. But, I mean, I, I'll watch it. No, like, I'm not going to quit on it. But, like, yeah, like, I, this this season left something to be desired for me. I, you, know, you know what's interesting is they it's like they... They did the whole Naruto thing. They did the cock tease of, of is Picard going to die? And then they didn't have him die, but he's dying. But now he won't be dying. So possibly now 
they've put him in the same pickle that Brent Spiner's been in since he took the role of Data. Or, you know, it, it could be a non-pickle in the sense that, like, like, okay, sorry. I mean, this is just this is just my my train of thought. Like, Patrick Stewart's not a, a young, you know, healthy guy, right? He's he's a pretty old man. Everybody was concerned with all the action scenes to begin with, and saying like, is this going to be believable to have a, a you know? An, a 70-year-old, 80-year-old man running around doing action-y stuff, and he doesn't really that much. You know, that's left to to other characters for the most part. But if that's the case, right, w- would it have been better to have Picard go out in a blaze of glory in this? Or, or do you think at some point, like, w- we could get lucky, we could get a second season, and he'll be completely healthy, completely fine, and everything's hunky dory and they tell some really great science fiction stories because you know i don't know uh, uh you know i don't know archer comes from the time agency and shows up and he's played by you know some cool actor or something and a bunch of cool stuff is infused into the second season or something i don't know but that, that makes us all kind of you know gung-ho about it or something but in the meantime like say that doesn't happen Say, say, you know, so, you know, life takes its course and, and uh, you know, Patrick Stewart passes away and everybody's sad. And, and, and then you're sitting here with like half of a show. And then what do they do? Do they pull a Doctor Who? We're like now because he's in this, uh, you know, synth body, like he can just get another synth body whenever he wants. And then some other person can be Picard or you, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. I, I, I could see like all kinds of like weird things happening because of the 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 kind of uh you know we we need to cry on ash to bring him back to life ending of of this season you know when when he was brought back as uh his synth body or whatever my question was like i wonder if he has a real heart now you know because picard had like a pacemaker Mm -hmm. (laughs) i was like i wonder if they like took out his synth heart and gave him his old pacemaker or were they just like Oh, you've earned a new heart, bro. Like, here you go. I was thinking maybe, like, you know, like, I've not watched it, but, like, you know, I heard what you guys have said and what people have said, like, you know, adding, like, uh, Captain Pike to Star Trek, like, Discovery Season 2 really gave it a shot in the arm. So it's like, maybe they could do something like that for Picard, where maybe even, like, having Seven of Nine as part of the regular crew or whatever, or, you know, even adding another, like, you know what's funny about that? I I feel like I feel like that waters down both of them. Like that's admitting that the the new crew that they created aren't interesting enough to maintain anybody's attention. And it's also the longer Seven of Nine stays with those folks, the less uh, shall we say grim and gritty she will be. So I mean, I gotta be honest. Like like. You know, when 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 they started talking about all this Section 31 show stuff and, and they were going to have Michelle Yeoh spin off into her own series, like, that's well and fine. But if they said after this that they were going to give Seven of Nine her own, like, bounty hunting, you know, shoot motherfuckers every episode. Like, if Seven of Nine was what I thought The Witcher was going to be with Henry Cavill, like, like if, if it was just every episode of her, like, cutting down people with swords and shooting people with phasers and just going and being like taking out like seven Gorn in a bar, like every episode, like I, I would be totally on board for that. But this kind of like 
nilly willy like piecemeal thing. Like I don't I, I, I to me I think that would degrade both both sets of characters, to be perfectly honest. That's true. Like it, I, I mean like, you know, adding like wharf to deep space now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, what no, if, I agree. I agree. Yeah, like, One, I agree season two needs a shot in the arm. The, the, the two, the the only the only question is what what will what would you decide to pick as the shot in the arm you know you know what's interesting about that seven of nine thing because i I need to talk about this it's the same thing with that like all of hollywood like the whole they couldn't let go of fucking starfleet academy as a sequel and and it never left and they put it in the fucking reboot movies right the whole starfleet academy thing like that was going to be Star Trek six, and then that was going to be Star Trek seven. And then they did the next generation and they held on to that idea, just like they held on to, you know, Oh, Batman triumphant's going to have uh, scarecrow and Harley Quinn. Okay. That's scrapped. Like, well, you know what? That scarecrow thing's pretty cool, man. Yeah. Let's hang on to that. And they never fucking forget. And then, you know, Batman begins comes out. Guess who's in it? The fucking scarecrow. Guess what's in it? That same fucking scene where Batman takes a dose of fear gas and jumps out a fucking window. They never fucking forget this shit. You know what this reminds me of? Remember how seven of nine was going to be in Star Trek nemesis to like, give it a shot in the arm. Yes. That's what this is. This is them not forgetting that idea going. Remember when we said seven of nine was going to be in the nemesis and be like super cool. Cause there'd be this beautiful woman and she'd be on the crew. And we're going to have seven of nine be on the crew from now on. That's what this is. Like, that's exactly what this is. And it's kind of like, oh, I'm getting like people's like leftovers and trashy. Like, what if if they get stupid Will Wheaton back or something as Wesley, like put him on the crew? Dude, only only if uh, they hire some completely different actor to play the traveler because the traveler, I don't know, said something dumb on Twitter one day or something like. Or <laughs> well, I don't know. Uh, supposedly, season two will feature Guinan, so ah. that could be interesting. But something I didn't, thought was didn't he, he he invited her like because wasn't he on like one of her shows or something and he invited her to come on I, to it or something? Yeah, I think so. I mean, that could have been all staged, but that's probably nice, right? Like. My, no, my... no, it, no, it'd be cool, and and they they won't won't do it, and it's kind of cheap, and it would be a stunt, but they should have like Ian McKellen guest star in an episode mm. or something, like as mm. a either old friend of Picard or maybe even like a bad guy or you know. I think this is my theory. I think the Captain Pike shot in the arm character next season will be Worf. Like mm. they they released a tie-in novel to this series. And it stated that uh, eventually Worf became captain of the Enterprise E. And this uh. is this is like supposedly this was okayed by like the showrunners and stuff. So okay. I I think maybe next season you'll have like maybe Worf will show up and give Picard a ride somewhere, or or he'll like maybe he'll be like seven or nine. He'll he'll show up in a few episodes and kick some ass and bring out his batleth and give a yeah, yeah, yeah. give a that, shot that, to arm. That. Hey, he's done it. He's done it before, so yeah. <laughs> he, can, he can do it again. Speaking of, like, we haven't really t- talked about it, but what did you guys think of like Riker and Troy's like episode? Like, even like I, I was glad to see them. Like, I like the nostalgia hooks got me that episode. But even them, it was like you know they had to add something like dark to their like backstory. Like they had a son and like, they lost their son. Yeah, Michael. Michael, shields up on this podcast session. Right? <laughs> I'm like, what? I don't. 
Yeah, that I, I still can't get over that. Like the whole he's got shields on his log cabin and shit. Um, and and yeah, it's it, you, you, this that was an element of that that dramatic tone that they wanted to take. Where basically, and it, it was one of those like subvert your expectation things where it's like they had to give, I think, justification to the idea that the synth ban had negative unintended consequences to say like, look, the, you know, the, the, the Federation, you know, would have never banned things back when it was Gene Roddenberry's utopia, yada, 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 yada. And I I also kind of think the people in the Federation wouldn't have called them like plastic people and made fun of them and all this other stuff. So it's, it's, it's kind of a weird tone from the outset, but the idea basically to me, I mean, I, I guess if you're going to draw like real world parallels, you know, they're probably trying to say like, Hey, you know, some people don't believe in stem cell research. Other people do, you know, like it's, it's, it's sort of maybe a false equivalence, but, but, but trying to give something in a fictionalized science fiction context that, can evoke the same idea. Like if only we had continued researching or if only we had been able to facilitate something, but alas, you know, the, the, the synth technology was banned. Thus our, our child had to die, which it's weird. Like they they gave them that Aquaman Mara, like noose to wear around them. You know, it's, it's like, I don't know. It's it it was, you know, and, and it's like okay. So they still have you know some you know they they have a, a child a daughter and she she was pretty good. I mean I I thought she was probably a positive thing about that. You know that that I thought was interesting. Um, I I liked their daughter as far as that goes. Um, but I mean I don't know. There 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 is something to be said where I I, I thought that there were some good points made about you know it's just an episode of Riker burning pizza and was this Riker or was this Jonathan Frakes? You know, what was, was this, was this Picard or was this Patrick Stewart? You know what I mean? Like, like those, those kind of thoughts, you know, where it's like the lines get more and more blurred, I think, or, or people are more forgiving or just don't care about, you know, like necessarily, I don't know, being, the character as much as they do just kind of having a cool episode or a cool line or a cool moment or whatever, you know, like, like, I don't know, but I mean, it's interesting. I mean, you know, it's like, it's like one of those things, again, it's like one of those things where you feel like, yeah, this is my moment to clap. But then after some dialogues exchanged, after some things happen, after Riker pulls up the fucking shields on his, his log cabin, you have the, the confused dog head moment. And, you know, like some of it I like, cause you know, I'm a fan of Riker. Like I, I love Riker. Like, I mean, there, the, the moment where he, he pulls his little, like, well, I don't know shit about what's going on with you, but doing my super detective shit, um, I'm going to say Romulans and she's data's daughter and blah, 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 blah. And he figures it all out without him telling him a thing. And like, that's kind of fan aura badassness for Riker like that's kind of cool although at the same time I have my confused dog moment because I'm like the to me I could be wrong you could go back and do like a intense comb through of all the episodes but I feel like the only time that uh Saji ever 
does the data head tilt is like right before Riker calls her out as Data's daughter. And I'm just kind of like, dude, she hasn't done that the whole fucking time. And like the minute she does it, I was like, why is she doing the data head tilt? And I'm like, oh, so Riker can totally be like, bro, dude, Data's daughter. I got it. Shields up, you know, and it's like, okay, that's great. Like he's he's got super fan aura, but I feel like maybe it wasn't exactly earned i don't know like i mean i mean i guess you could argue where he's got fucking 50 years asshole he totally earned it but you know i mean in the context of like that one episode i'm just kind of like come on like that's like she hasn't done it the whole time and now all of a sudden she's fucking doing a robotic head tilt when before she was like the perfect like you know uh, you know, for lack of a better term, you know, replicant where you couldn't discern. She had mucus. She had sex. She, you know, uh, cried and did all this other stuff. And, you know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying. Like, I think you, like like you said, I, I think there was more Jonathan Frakes like in there than there was Riker. But yeah, yeah. like, you know, yeah, I don't know. Well, maybe it's just like seeing them on screen again together. It's just, you know, like it. It suckered me in, even if it like, you know, my, you know, you know, I might not have noticed it, but my brain did like, you know, what, sort of what uh, then I guess I, I'd be curious to ask you then, how did that impact your view of the crew that they were trying to sell you? Like, in other words, if if, if you had uh, if your brain had a moment of, oh, I I remember these these humans interacting together and it fills me with with joy or good vibes, or I felt, you know, it, it's like a nice sense of security. You're like, Oh, I, you know, when, when these three get together, good things will happen. What's your reaction to when he just kind of goes back to his, his crew? Well, you know, I, like, I mentioned, like, I mentioned it earlier, but I, I, I bit, I think it's almost like a sign of lazy ass writing, but when Picard and Riker are like walking through the woods and talking about it, and like Picard flat out says, he's like, you know, like Riker's like, what's this new crew of yours like? And Picard flat out says, well, they're carrying around as much like much more baggage than all of you did. Like, and I'm kind of like, isn't that like flat out admitting to the audience that like this crew is like not as good or like like, you know, obviously not as good from an in-universe perspective, but not as good like like from a real perspective almost like. You get what I'm saying? Like, it's almost like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, who knows? Maybe they thought of it as like, boy, we sure can write the dramas better than than they ever did back in the old days, you know, or whatever. I don't know. I don't it's know. Like, if that's it's like a... they 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 were trying to be like snarky about it, but they owned themselves like in the process. <laughs> yeah. Like... yeah, yeah. It's like I'm I'm so snarky. I made myself look dumb. Yeah, I guess we haven't delved into this too much. But what about? the the synths and and the sisters and and all this other stuff like what i don't know it, it just to, to, this is something that uh that i brought up i think because we were doing the the alien tournament thing on um give me that star trek and and it's like the the synths and the androids were listed as one collective you know i guess species or whatever or group of characters in star trek and I did make the point, like, I kind of think of the synths as different from androids, like, I guess, or I, I kind of thought of it as like, you know, Data's an android, and I'm cool with Data, but, like, the synths were also the, y you know what they reminded me of, you know, like, everybody says, like, oh, the plastic people, y y remember those commercials 
with the crash test dummies and the dummies would talk to you and say, dude, this is what fucking happens when you don't wear a fucking seatbelt. And they have all the like pillow shit coming out of their heads when they crash and all that shit. Do you guys remember that? Mm hmm. Like, yeah, that's that's what those synths looked like in the beginning to me. Just guys who were crash test dummies like and I I mean, there's that part of you that feels bad. It's like, why are they treating crash test dummies like assholes? And then it's like, what was the point of all that stuff? You know, like like it's like the the androids went crazy. And that caused the synth ban. And the Jadvash were happy because they banned robots because they had their stupid circle jerk where they pulled out each other's hair and shot each other in the fucking head and all that. I I don't know. Yeah, but that, like that, that, that all that, seemed like very convoluted. It is because like as a result of that attack, like that's what caused Picard's evacuation of the Romulans to like get scuttled. So like, like kind of like Mike said earlier, like they owned themselves by doing that. Like they, yeah, uh, that, that that whole thing is like so convoluted and doesn't make any sense. And I'm not like sure of the timeline of all those events either. And it's like how I mean that that's one of those things. You know, you know how people like like to poke holes in things like uh, Captain America: Civil War, where they're like, "How did Zemo know this domino was going to fall when this domino fell? Because if it didn't fall, then all his other dominoes wouldn't have fell." And blah 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 blah. And I, I feel like that's like this magnified to like a thousand. You know, where it's like it's like, "Hey, I'm gonna like tie my shoelaces." Did you know I meant together? <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> wait a minute. Like, how did you, you know, like, I, you know, I thought you were talking about like each fucking shoe, but you weren't. Right. And it's just like, I don't, I don't know. It, it's, it's very, very convoluted, I think, uh, you know, which I, I mean, I don't know. It's not, not like this is the first thing to ever have a convoluted plot from, from antagonists or whatever. But I mean, you know, this may be one of those things, you know, where they they burn clever, clevered themselves, you know, out of the room or something or whatever, you know. So I don't know. I mean, you know, as far as like season two goes, like, yeah, it needs a shot in the arm. Yeah. If if Worf showed up and stuck a bat left and a couple motherfuckers, I'd probably be into it or something. I mean, can you imagine like Worf and um, Elnor like just stabbing people like back to back mm -hmm. doing a bunch of cool whatever it is, you know? Yeah, but that that that'd be kind of cool. I'd be into that. But uh, I don't I don't know. Maybe because she didn't turn herself in, like she said she was going to. Like Worf shows up to arrest Doctor Girardi, then Picard's mm -hmm. like, you know, not under my watch, Mister Worf. You know, they like that, have to like, step out of there. But she's she's sorry. Yeah, she's I know. Sorry, I know. She's sorry. She's fine. She's she's really sorry. That that's yeah. That's another thing that's kind of weird. That's so weird. It's like, how are you supposed to? I mean, like she flat out that, murdered someone. Yeah, that, I mean, doesn't like, that doesn't that irrevocably break her as a character? Like, like how how are you supposed to? I mean, un unless it's like a, a Gaius Baltar thing where you're just kind of like in it for the ride to see how they get out of being, you know, like that slippery snaky like how's he gonna get out of this one, you know, like that thing. But I mean, that's that's not what. 
that's not what she's doing, right? Like they've all just kind of been like, okay, well, it's all good. We get it. You you got the the wonky uh, circle jerk Romulan Jadvash mind meld. It kind of makes everybody a little nutty. Like you're fine, you know. I, I don't know. I also think it's weird. It's like at the end, like Shoji was on the bridge of that ship, and I'm like, dude, like. Two hours ago, you were gonna commit genocide, like, and they're okay with like you hanging them out, hanging out with them, like that. That would be like at the end of Space Seed, if Kirk made some speech to Khan and he was like, you know, things aren't like they were in your time. Like, you should join Starfleet and make a difference. And then like next season, like Khan shows up and he's in a Starfleet uniform, and they're like. <laughs> He's wait. Lieutenant. He's Lieutenant Khan. Yeah, I'm like, wait, <laughs> weren't you like a dictator and a tyrant and you killed people? And, like, and, and, look, look, and did, looking, looking sharp, Lieutenant Khan. Fuck and, yeah! And, <laughs> and didn't didn't you kill like several crew members? He's like, fuck yeah! Yum 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 yum. <laughs> That's the power of genetic manipulation. Oh boy, yeah, I agree. That's 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 kind of insane. Well, all in all, I enjoyed watching this, but I also, yeah, like it. I can't. To some extent, I look at it as like I do the Star Wars sequel trilogy, where it's like, well, I absorbed it, but I don't accept it. I guess like like I mean if if I had to I could say well that's not canon to me. This is probably going to get me into trouble but I feel like you know the animated filmation Star Trek is more canon than Star Trek Picard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I um I can't see myself sitting down and rewatching this. Like I I just can't see myself being like oh boy I'm gonna sit down and rewatch Picard season one like I would rather sit down and watch the animated series because I like the animated series yeah so I'm yeah. with you there Derek yeah I mean I I the only thing that I probably would would be interested in rewatching is like some of those segments with Seven of Nine in that fifth episode but yeah other than that I don't I I, I don't know that I have any you know, burning desire to rewatch this or anything like, you know, and, and I'll, I'll go to bat for what Mike's saying. I mean, yeah, I, I, I mean, it's not like I stopped watching it. Right. Like I, I absorbed it. You know, I, 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 I took my daily, you know, Jetson's tablet of, of, of distracting entertainment with, with laced with whatever, you know, kind of, uh, thoughts and ideas were were also within the little tablet you know and then you know for the most part uh, like i said my, my my major issues is just being a nitpicky star trek nerd and and yeah. also kind of wondering like how this i'd say general direction period you know because i mean some of some of the same issues i think or or you know tones let's say rather than issues found their way into discovery as well right so i mean it's it's not it's not all entirely different you know and and uh, it, i guess to me it seems like any of the characters in star trek discovery that i was not super crazy about like i i feel like that's actually magnified in this show you know like j just because there are quote unquote like like the more captain pikes you introduce into the petri dish the more i become aware of how all the 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 new characters are just not 
Star Trek to me, you know, I guess. So it's like, it's like, you know, yeah. There's also like sort of an element of like X-Men forever or regeneration one to this where it's like, you you can't go home. Like again, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I mean, I've said all I had to say. Like, I, I mean, I'm going to watch season two, but like it's more more of a distraction than something I like. I was really looking forward to this show. Like and I was like hoping that maybe, you know, it would recapture something that like I had loved, like, you know, and I still love. But it it really didn't. And I mean, I want it when I watch it. It's more of a distraction than anything. Is that uh, do you have any last thoughts, Justin? No. Okay. All right. Well, that was the episode on Star Trek Picard. Uh, if you have any comments, questions, and I know you have concerns, you can send them to fanholspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we are uh, on, uh, we have the backlog of our Fanholes Podcast episodes over on fanholespodcast.blogspot.com. If you want to check us out, we're streaming on all kinds of social media. We're on uh, Apple Podcasts, we're on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, so you can stream us over on there. Um, we are on all kinds of social media. We're on Tumblr, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We appreciate all the likes, hearts, shares, retweets, all the, the DMs and comments and, and stuff like that. We we do appreciate it. It means a lot. And Pretty much, I I think that's going to wrap things up. So uh, until the next time, this is going to be Derek, Derek WC, signing off. It's Mike. Shields up on this podcast. And this is Justin, Jolan True. Acting Captain Will Riker in command of the USS Zheng He. And? And it is my duty to inform you that the United Federation of Planets has designated Planet Julian 4 in the Vite Sector as under the protection of Starfleet according to the terms of the Treaty of Algeron. General or Commodore, or whatever you're calling yourself, right now I'm on the bridge of the toughest, fastest, most powerful ship Starfleet has ever put into service. And I've got a fleet of them at my back. We've got our phasers locked on your warp cores. And nothing would make me happier than you giving me an excuse to kick your treacherous Talsiar ass. But instead, I'm going to ask you one time stand down i gotta huh, why don't you go take a, na- a nap jean luke shields up on his bed like hey little did you know that derek has a secret secret brother and his name <laughs> is like k-rad and he's like hey what's up guys i've been uh i've been ready to take over for derek on the podcast for years <laughs> what He's we like, all thought Derek was an only child. Cause he was. Cause he was. Like Riker's like, just in case the Romulans want our tasty pizza, like shields up on the oven. Like <laughs> <laughs> Shields up on the burnt pizza. I think that um what's his face? Uh the Romulan guy like had the same problem as like Spock does on discovery where his beard's gonna like encroach his entire face on his entire <laughs> face and like eat it next season he'll just that's that's what happened to him that's why we didn't see him again because like next season when he comes he's just gonna have a beard all over his face basically he's like he's like it's like cousin it but he's got like pointy ears coming yeah. out at the top maybe future realm i had the right idea we could just ban star trek altogether ban it <laughs> yep hey guys What's up? 
You're gonna say Nothing. something, Justin? Nope, no, never mind. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, say something. Oh, I was gonna say make it so, but sorry. <laughs> no, 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 you're good. You're good. It's funny because like when I was talking to Tony the other night, I was like, "Hey guys," and then I'm like, "Wait a minute, Tony, I need to ask you something." Um, so I do that all the time. I, I there's there's if 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 we collected all the false starts that I I have, there'd be like a whole podcast. So it's no big deal. All right. I don't even know. I don't even know what I'm gonna say. Like uh, Shakespearean, riffic, uh, baltastic episode. I don't know. That sounds good. All right. Spock. Yes. About those colorful metaphors that we've discussed. I don't think you should try using them anymore. Why not? Well, for one thing, you haven't quite got the knack of it. 